Welcome back to Week Night Mysteries. My name is Juras, and uh, I'm joined with my co-host Rain. How are you? I'm all good. Hello, everyone. It's been a while again. It's been a while again. Our apologies. We have uh, taken a bit of time to record another episode. It's the thesis again. It's uh, yeah, and <laughs> some other external things that uh, were happening. But we are uh, trying to jump back. Uh, on track here. Um, today we want to talk about the David Schultz case, um, a case that we had talked about roughly around a month ago. Uh, if you recall, Rain, it involves a 53-year-old truck driver from Iowa who went missing under very mysterious circumstances. And uh, this man went missing on the second part of last November, so it's been over two months. I believe that uh, he has been missing. Uh, it's been over 70 days at this point. So we wanted to kind of jump back into this case because we did see a lot of traction uh, for this particular uh, case on our YouTube channel. And by the way, I want to thank everyone who has recently subscribed to our YouTube channel. Um, even though we haven't been uploading anything, your, your support, guys, means a lot to us and basically is a driving force. And uh, on top of that, um, we had an idea to talk about a little bit about a different case, um, an older case, but then we decided to jump back to talk about and um, focus our efforts on more recent cases because that makes more sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, because we're not going to, you know, make the best possible documentary about the case that happened like a hundred years ago. However, we could try to spread some awareness and give our takes on the recent happenings. And on top of uh, David Schultz's case, I also have pre prepared to talk about a couple other um, disappearance cases that are happening recently, and they are also cases that have caught my interest. So before we get rolling, do you what do you recall about David Schultz's um, disappearance? Uh, do you still have anything in your mind? Do you have anything that kind of stuck with you from that case? And did you have any um, kind of theories or or things of that manner um, after we talked about it a month ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember he was a truck driver who was on his route to some destination using his truck, of course. And then midway or probably very close to the final part, the final leg of his destiny, of his trip, by the way, sorry. Um, he just vanished and uh, his truck was found in the middle of the road yeah. with everything intact. Yeah, with, with seemingly everything intact. So I'm going to read out a little bit more information to kind of refresh everyone's uh, memories. Mm -hmm. um, so you're actually spot on on the general uh, story um, basically on the evening of November 20th of last year 2023 David left his family home in Wallet Lake Iowa to go to work he was scheduled to pick up a load of pigs in Eagle Grove Iowa which is this kind of small town in Iowa and then deliver them to Sac City which is this kind of bigger uh, city in Iowa and I believe in Sac City there is this um, cattle um, market, mm -hmm. I would assume, where they sell cattle and people can buy cattle like pigs. Unfortunately, David never made this uh, to, towards his destination to Sac City. 
On the following morning, on the 21st of November, his wife Sarah was informed that David never made to never made it to the scheduled delivery point. It was uh, then clarified that the pigs had been loaded from the original site in Eagle Grove. However, he David himself never really arrived to Sac City to turn those pigs into the market. In the afternoon of that same day, David's semi was located. The semi was found unlocked. It was parked in the middle of the road, and the trailer was loaded with pigs. It was identified that David's cell phone, his wallet, and cash were in his truck. According to Sarah, his wife, David had over $2,000 in his wallet. Ooh, that's a big chunk. That's a big chunk of money. And apparently it's a normal chunk for truck drivers, Mm -hmm. especially truck drivers that are passing like tolls, uh, road Mm. tolls and things of that nature. Apparently it's easier to pay by cash than it is to pay by uh, debit card or credit card. And uh, some of the establishments will only take cash. So Mm -hmm. I think for truck drivers to carry a big wad of cash is a normal thing, seemingly. His coat, interestingly, was located in a nearby ditch. And uh, something we haven't mentioned last time, his coat also had some items in it. I believe it, it was his earphones and a pocket knife. I'm not really sure if these, you know, items paint a better picture for us, but, you know, something that we had not brought up the last time. Mm-hmm. The coat also had some items. I think these items are generally normal items that you would keep in your coat. And ear- earbuds and a pocket knife. Yeah, and especially for a truck driver, a pocket knife would be probably acceptable. Regular thing? Exactly. Probably you you have to kind of get get uh, your hands dirty, cut something, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I would probably assume that's a normal situation. I also want to kind of go over the timeline just a little bit to kind of refrain everyone's memories. So David Schultz left his home to pick up the load of pigs at, I believe, 7 p.m. in the evening on November 20th. And according to his wife he was in a rush but i think he was in a rush because maybe he was working all day long Mm -hmm. and uh david schultz once again want to emphasize that he is a family man he really likes his family his uh two 10 year old sons um which you know just kind of makes you feel terrible for this whole situation um he apparently was in a rush to kind of get to work. And I think he arrived in Eagle Grove at around 10.50 p.m. And he was reported to be a little bit late um, to pick up the truck and he was uh, to pick up the load. And he was the last person to leave Eagle Grove as well. Now, sometime later, and this this is a situation where I want to this is why I'm talking about the timeline because I want to clarify this one detail. I think this may have been a mistake on our end, and I think this might have been a mistake by an official press release uh, from the sheriff's office, but I could be confused here. But what I'm talking about is I don't know if you remember, but a month ago when we were talking about this case, we were talking about how David Schultz was 
um, picked up by CCTV cameras at a marker 126 truck stop. Remember I was talking about how that truck stop seemed very fancy, like a very fancy truck stop. You, you recall that? Yeah, I vaguely remember it. So I was going through some comments. I can't recall where exactly. It was either Reddit or YouTube. I, I believe it was maybe YouTube. And I believe that that person who commented and they had a lot of likes and almost kind of gave me the vibe of like credibility is that that particular sighting of David on that marker 126 truck stop happened the day prior to him going missing, not on the same day. And if that is the case, then that would mean that we don't actually have um, information that David was actually driving the truck at that point, Mm -hmm. which would kind of lead us to believe that um, maybe there's avenues to explore that maybe maybe David wasn't the one driving the truck at that point. I mean, who knows at this point, but but mm-hmm. I guess that one detail, does that make sense what I've just said? Yep. Was it understandable? Definitely. Okay, that's good. Um, then we can kind of jump a little bit later into the timeline. 18 minutes past midnight on the 21st now, the cell phone records showed that David arrived at highway 20 and 71 intersection at 18 minutes past midnight then the data shows that his phone started traveling north to where the truck was found and remember we talked about how this was very strange because he was supposed to go south Mm -hmm. towards Sac city but for some reason he started driving north which now uh, since you know some time has passed and we have no idea what happened to David at this point, makes me wonder what what exactly does that mean? I don't think we emphasized enough. Was the decision to drive north was was it made by David, mm-hmm. or could it have been made by someone else? And I want to bring in another detail. And I was listening to David's wife, Sarah talk about the the case on i forgot this other woman who you know organizes search and rescue um and i was listening on their tiktok uh i guess show when they were talking about this case and i think they brought up a certain detail that right at around that highway 20 and highway 71 intersection there were black marks and i think they kind of thought that it may have been left by a truck Mm -hmm. and this is important because David's truck I believe it was 19 gear truck Mm -hmm. I'm not a truck expert but some trucks have a lot more gears than just a normal car so it almost makes you think that maybe if David was not controlling the truck at that point at that intersection where he seemingly made the wrong turn and started heading north maybe someone else was actually making that turn and they didn't know how to operate his truck properly and made those black marks so those black marks that were allegedly found at that intersection may have came from his truck Mm -hmm. and also might have been made by someone else other than david because david was 
very good at driving trucks. It was his passion. And it would be weird if he would make that mistake on his own. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if those marks are even connected to his truck, but that's something that his wife brought up and something interesting. Yeah, but at the same time, it's pretty hard to um, identify if it if the black marks were actually from that specific truck because it was a highway. It was a highway, yeah, but maybe maybe it's possible by taking a look at the tires. I mean, once again, not really an expert, but mm-hmm. just something to think about, right? Yeah. And uh, the cell phone data suggests that David's truck stopped in the middle of the road at 40 minutes past midnight. So 22 minutes after he took that wrong turn. Allegedly, he took that wrong turn. And I want to emphasize the fact that his truck was not found by the side of the road. It was literally found in the middle of the road, Mm -hmm. like blocking other traffic. So that's That's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you think of any reason why would David Schultz driving his own truck would take the wrong turn and then 20 minutes later driving in the northern direction would just stop in the middle of the in the middle of the road well i initially assumed he probably got confused and he wanted to get out of his truck maybe just to take a little breather maybe to pee and then in the field and then maybe there was like a ditch there and he fell into it yeah, but that's probably your initial thoughts, right? Because yeah. his body was not found anywhere mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and it seems like everything's intact. He did not leave in a rush. And um, his coat was hanging somewhere nearby outside. So it seems to me like it was to his own accord. Because nothing's missing. If it were someone else, why would they leave that $2,000? That alone, just, I don't know. And a truck load with a load of pigs, I mean, you would get a lot of money from that. Yeah, and you know, I, I looked into it a little bit. Some people are thinking that maybe the actually the pigs mm-hmm. might have been the thing that the actual cargo might have been the thing that could have potentially attracted um, criminals to try to steal um, the. The, mm-hmm. the goods but they haven't been stolen yeah and why leave it and why leave it exactly so i mean if you're gonna steal and you're gonna make a man disappear mm-hmm. why leave the cargo like you were if your first intention is to take the cargo why was it still there mm-hmm. that's a very good point i i don't really have any explanations um, regarding that, I do want to bring up one thing that I think I forgot to mention earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, for everyone who's listening to this podcast, uh, I would like everyone to check out our description because we have left a GoFundMe um, page that has been created to support David Schultz's family because David Schultz. Um, family is basically has lost a huge financial source Mm -hmm. and their father and their father 
and there's a lot of strain happening in the family. Uh, I believe the set goal is $20,000 to support the family and they are actually at, I believe it was over $17,000. So it's right there. Oh, nice. Yeah, and people have been chipping in, trying to help out uh, Sarah as much as possible. And I've also looked into uh, Sarah's comments as well. She has been very active on Facebook and she has told the media that she had received uh, gifts from all across America. People are sending kind of individualized gifts. So I think that's a very nice thing. So, that's so nice. So if anyone listening here, if you kind of feel like you want to do something nice, and I personally feel that this is something super nice that you could do because David Schultz has two 10-year-old sons. And um, I've seen some pictures of David with his children and he seems like he loves them to death. He seems like such a great father uh, to his children. So if you would like to support somehow David's family in this very dark time, please go uh, to our, the description and please um, leave a donation of any 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 uh, amount that you would be uh, willing to to donate. Um, I feel like da David's uh, kids. Uh, his children would really appreciate that. Um, speaking about that, I just kept thinking about them actually, and it kind of made me feel really bad because uh, I did see like they looked like they really loved his uh, his uh, uh, their father. Yeah, know? and and David definitely looked like someone who would you know constantly hang out with them, and uh, you know from all accounts was a terrific father mm -hmm. and, uh, the fact that he went missing is just a ter terrible situation but this also kind of rules out the suicide definitely yeah, I, right? I, I don't even want to think about that you know why because apparently david had a lot of goals in his life he yeah had, he had his whole family there he was talking to his um elder parents um on a weekly basis the also heartbreaks for the parents as well yeah um i think I think uh, he had recently purchased, uh, and this is according to his wife, a uh, passion project type of a semi-truck mm -hmm. that he was restoring so he could use it for work. So he had a lot of things in the, in the works. He was a busy, like a really busy guy. And I don't think he had any time to even think about that with that whole big family of his. No, yeah. like he was, he was, you know, he had, he had so many responsibilities. He had a life. He had the life he had he had you know he there was just no indications i don't think i don't think he was that type of a person obviously mm -hmm. you can never know but i doubt it the, the way he disappeared doesn't seem like that it seemed like a regular day regular work day for him yeah regular work day and just how everything kind of played out mm -hmm. his truck abandoned there in the middle of nowhere i doubt it i doubt that that would have been the the case so yeah. whatever happened in there basically is not to his own accord yeah exactly mm -hmm. Another thing I want to bring up is that uh, the reward money for David's uh, case has now been increased recently to $25,000. And some of this money is coming from the state budget. Um, so I think that's a very good, uh, you know, thing that they're doing. 25K. Hopefully this is enough to bring someone out, you know, because um, if we are thinking that this may have been foul play mm -hmm. in, 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 in this case, I think this would bring out some people yeah. who uh, might know something. But 25K, 
I don't know. I don't really know how often cases get solved by reward money, but I'm just really glad that they're upping the reward money and that the focus is still on this case. Um, uh, some other few details that I want to kind of bring into this case that we forgot to mention the last time we were talking about David Schultz's disappearance. Uh, the first thing I would like to bring in uh, is that his family was actually planning to grab lunch on the 21st, on the following day. And this is the information coming from his wife that uh, she uh, talked to a uh, TikTok uh, content creator um, about... Sarah herself was on vacation for that whole week, something we haven't mentioned also. Sarah's initial idea was that maybe David just fell asleep somewhere in the bunk of the semi-truck mm -hmm. and just didn't wake up. However, as time passed and when the truck was located, mm -hmm. I think she shifted her approach. And now Sarah, her official approach to this case... Uh, according to as recently as yesterday, because she had uploaded that, um, uh, she had talked to that TikTok person yesterday, is that maybe David had been abducted, mm -hmm. that he was taken by someone that he doesn't know. That was her comments. Potentially, yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about how the whole scene played out and where? Where could it have happened? Because I've seen some comments online mm -hmm. and some interesting thoughts about how David was a little bit late to pick up his load in Eagle Grove. And maybe the fact that he was a little late to pick up the, the load, someone may have known that he was like the last truck leaving. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to cast any like shady allegations towards people working in that uh, Eagle Grove pig, pig location. But I'm just saying, um, maybe someone knew that he was driving out the last. Yeah, but for what? I mean, everything's there, except for David. Except for David, yeah. I mean, what, what was the intention? That's a good point. To, I, for yeah. money? Like, uh, I don't know, reward money from David? Uh, just a regular truck driver? Doesn't seem to pan out. And, like, everything's there. Just the fact that everything has been left behind. Not even the money is missing. I don't know, it's just pretty odd to me. Yeah. That is, that is a very good, uh, actual explanation. Why would, you know, David... Because he made that route many times it's mm -hmm. not like he was there for his first time mm -hmm. um another thing i want to bring up here really quickly is uh the fact that we haven't touched upon this i think last time the dog scent and i think this is a very important detail in this case so remember that detail with um, david's coat yeah being left in a ditch and this was very very kind of eye-opening a little bit when David's wife went to the pickup truck, mm -hmm. you know, because she was, I think, contacted by, uh, I think how it went down, she called David's phone mm -hmm. and a police officer picked up and explained the situation that, oh, we found your husband's truck and we found the cell phone and this and that. 
So when she went there to the site, the first thing she reported was that there was a lot of people in and around that truck, mm-hmm. which she thinks that police didn't really do a very good job here because they were not treating the pickup truck as a crime scene. A lot of people were coming in and out. So I think DNA, uh, from the perspective of DNA evidence, I feel like the whole scene was probably contaminated. Mm -hmm. And another thing that was interesting was that there was a canine sniffer dog Mm -hmm. and that the dog basically started sniffing, I think for David, and it led towards the it led towards the ditch where uh, where the coat was at mm-hmm. but then it stopped sniffing immediately it literally didn't lead anywhere else and what that could potentially mean that could mean that maybe david was potentially in some other vehicle or his mm. body was in some other vehicle, or David himself was already in a different vehicle. And that's why the dogs couldn't really track it anywhere else. Because it would be strange if the dog can track the scent towards the coat, mm-hmm. but then completely stops tracking. And that's a pretty strange uh, thing, in my opinion. How deep was that ditch? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I can't really comment, but that's a good question. Yeah. Because I mean, you think he could be in that ditch or something? I have the impression that, yeah, he could have been somewhere in that field. And they just missed him during the search and rescue? I don't know. There might be some hidden ditch in there somewhere. Because I'm just showing you some images from Google Street View. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seems like it's just plain fields. Like, I don't see a big... Ditch, yeah. Like a big, you know what I mean? Like a hole. It looks like just fields. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like, at least from the Google Street View, doesn't really. I don't really see a place where he could just fall in. Mm-hmm. At least in the general vicinity of where the car was found, I don't really see where he could just fell in. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's true. I always thought, uh, well, I'm not a agricultural expert or a nature expert, but... I always thought maybe somewhere in there, somewhere close to his coat, mm-hmm. there was something where he fell into and was never found again. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, a very fair thought, mm-hmm. but maybe just not in this case. Because I feel like there has been so much people searching. Mm-hmm. Like the search and rescue was massive mm-hmm. for David's case. Um, so not really certain about that one. It's pretty weird because... Even if he got into another vehicle, mm-hmm. why? Is there something hidden underneath? I mean, if we look at it from this perspective, he was just a regular truck driver. Why would someone abduct him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. But I want to bring in a little more information. So this is unrelated to David's case. Well, kind of related, but... During the search and rescue, Mm -hmm. the people conducting search and rescue, and I think it was um, 
Jacob Rowley and his uh, United Cajun Navy organization that specializes in searching for missing people, mm-hmm. they found another body right in the vicinity, somewhere there, of another missing man, Mark Reesberg. Like just out there in the open? We have no information. Uh, It wasn't released a lot of information. We just Mm -hmm. know that another missing person's body was found. Um, And Mark uh, Reesberg, a 54-year-old Calhoun County man, was found dead on December 1st inside a vehicle. A month after he was reported missing, Mark who was reported missing by his employer on November 1st, was reportedly found dead with an apparent gunshot wound. Per multiple reports, Mark was reported missing by his employer as Sentia Protein Solutions in Lighton. The 54-year-old last known contact with people was on October 28th, when investigators who found the missing man's phone and wallet at his house did not deem the disappearance as suspicious. His car, a tan Chrysler uh, Cruiser, was also missing from his home. It's unclear if Mark was found inside his missing vehicle. Authorities added that foul play is suspected but declined to release further information citing an active investigation. However, according to a release from a different uh, source, uh, Mr. Mark's body was found inside of the vehicle with a single gunshot wound. The sheriff's the sheriff reported. The sheriff said that foul play is not suspected, but investigations are ongoing. So I think um, what they're trying to say here is that Mark Riesberg, another man who went missing recently, had potentially committed suicide because there was only one gunshot wound and uh, they are not thinking that it a foul play was um, there. But how did he get there in the first place? Did he walk? It seems like it's in the middle of nowhere. He was in his car, I think. And then they found a car nearby? Uh, Yeah, uh, that's so strange. I don't know where exactly they found the car, but, you know, just wanted to bring up because Mm -hmm. at first when I read about it, I was thinking two men, very similar age age bracket, Mm -hmm. went missing during work hours. Within that same area? Yeah, within that same area. It's very strange. Really strange. Really, really strange. But... As far as I understand, Mark's case may have been a suicide, but I don't know. It's really hard to say. But then again, they only found his body recently when they were looking for David. Yeah, December 1st. So it's been a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So that body was in there for a while and nobody found him. Yeah. So I don't know. That's weird. That's strange. That's just... So- Weird. That's a strange detail, but very unfortunate. Mm-hmm, um, of course. So very unfortunate to hear what happened to, to Mark. I didn't even know about this case when the first time I was looking into David Schultz, but um, unfortunately, Mark is no longer here. Um, so I would say that uh, that's pretty much it from the newest updates. It's just baffling that um, David Schultz has not been found. Um, a commenter from our original video on David Schultz has uh, provided some theory uh, that kind of caught my interest. Um, this is coming from Stephen McGee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that he's wondering that 
Perhaps David had arranged to meet someone in that particular spot and that, you know, maybe things got out of hand, a conflict ensued and maybe David came off worse and he was driven away to who knows where. Mm-hmm. Maybe that kind of makes a little bit of sense to me because... It does, actually. Because his coat was found mm-hmm. in a ditch and the canines seemingly don't have any more scent mm-hmm. right after that ditch where the yeah. coat is at. So that almost indicates to me that he was um, potentially driven somewhere, um, somewhere out of uh, town or who, who, who knows where. So... Uh, and that's uh, that. I would say that's uh, another. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Another thing that I wanted to kind of add to the David Schultz case mm-hmm. as kind of the last piece of the update is that there is, as I understand, some sort of friction between the sheriff and uh, David's family and people who are trying to find David, because I don't think that the sheriff. Uh, according, this is according to Sarah his wife uh the sheriff i think took some time did not even meet with uh the cajun navy search uh people especially with uh jake rowley the head of that um search Mm -hmm. i could be mistaken here this is not the you know first hand account this is like a secondary source so I, i i could be completely mistaken here but i feel like there might be something happening there with uh with uh the whole sheriff maybe not doing his uh, job correctly. But once again, if they are doing a great job, then sorry for speculating, but just wanted to kind of add that one. Um, That there could be something happening there. Apparently the sheriff is someone who grew up there, Mm -hmm. grew up, he was a local, and some people are thinking that the sheriff uh, is kind of, uh, it's very controlling power-seeking person but uh, maybe he just has some bad blood with the locals so i wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable speculating further on in that manner that's it that's all we have for uh, david schultz so anything you would like to kind of say or shall we just wait for more updates and see what happens hopefully david's found and i I, I feel terrible yeah for, for his family i feel completely devastated for his like 10 year old sons Mm -hmm. it's just a disaster it's just awful in general and actually right now with all of the information that's happening it's even more baffling than it was before yeah because there's still no sign yeah no sign and even with additional information it still doesn't make any sense like what actually happened in there during those hours when nobody's around yeah was it simply just him falling into a ditch or was it something more complicated like someone else is involved i kind of feel like someone else is involved Mm -hmm. and especially after listening to sarah his Mm -hmm. wife talk i just don't know i just don't understand how how okay look he seemingly takes the wrong turn parks in the middle of the road leaves everything inside takes his coat takes off the coat drops it in the ditch and just walks somewhere and just walks into the fields 
and he's never found. Mm -hmm. That would be some sort of a psychosis event. Yeah. Or, or, or was he not controlling his truck? Gets out, gets into a scuffle with someone. You know, I mean, I don't. I or really maybe don't. was he meeting with someone? Meeting with someone, yeah. It's just hard to know it, at this point. It's just point. hard to know at this point. I'm just kind of hoping that law enforcement mm -hmm. has something that they're working on. Has more information yeah, than us right and, now. And, and maybe they even know mm -hmm. potentially what happened. But they're just kind of keeping it close to the vest. You know, they're not trying to jeopardize the investigation. I mean, that's the best case scenario. I'm kind of hoping for that. Yeah, me too. Well, I was hoping that there was like a, some sort of dash cam in there, but... Seems like there wasn't. Yeah, I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think there was a dash cam. I think I, I read somewhere that maybe the dash cam was not used. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, David Schultz case. We'll keep you posted and please check out the donation link if you have some additional funds. Thank you very much for listening to David Schultz Update.